been a week. It's been a week. It hasn't really been an easy week. It's been kind of a caca week. Um, and that's okay because God is good. But it's been interesting because in the midst of preparing for the encounter ministers training and all that kind of stuff, um, and I, I got stuff for today. It's, it's really good stuff. But normally I'm really organized. Um, and I've got it all kind of lined out. And then usually what happens when I organize it and get it lined out, God just does something completely different. Um, but this week, he really didn't give me the organization the way I wanted it. Um, it was so inconsiderate of him. Um, so uh, so I was having a little discussion, but the, it's so funny. I'm so amused, and I love God so much because he's, uh, he's I get to be your case in point today. Um, but the message today is called, Who's Your Daddy? Who's Your Source? Who's your daddy? Who's your source? And, um, you know, I was having this discussion about this message. You know, I kind of wanted it all lined up. I wanted my, you know, outline and everything so that he could do something completely different. <laughs> but at least I could say I, I prepared. Okay. And, um, but the Lord actually wouldn't give it to me. And, you know, it was so funny. I was talking to him this morning. He's like, Lord, you really just didn't give this to me. He goes, yeah, I know. And he goes, Catherine, who's your daddy? Who's your source? I'm like, oh. So I love it when he preaches my own message back to me. So that's classic. Um, I love the Lord. He's so good. So we're just going to pull on him today because he's going to be brilliant. And uh, he's just so good at that. So in that place, though, we are talking about source. We are talking about daddies. And um, how many of you had an awesome dad? Did, any, did anybody have? You had an awesome dad. We have hands. I love that. I love that. So we had a little scattering of hands. And and then we had everyone else who either didn't want to admit it, that they had an awesome dad, or that maybe their dad was less than awesome. Um, and, um, you know, that's interesting. I wanted to kind of get that sense just because knowing where people are. Because, you know, fathers are responsible for provision, just like we were just praying about right there. They're, they're the breadwinners most of the time. Now, you know, the, the ladies can, the, the moms can totally provide as well. Um, and some of them are like really good at it. Okay. Um, but just in general, the fathers generally provide and, and, um, and the women are more nurturing and do kind of more of the home stuff. And that, you know, I understand there's exceptions to everything. Um, but just in being able to look to someone as your source of provision, that's usually the dad. And where a dad wasn't there, or maybe a dad was there and maybe just wasn't able to make it happen, or honestly, maybe just had such brokenness that that didn't happen. It's really hard to be able to connect with a daddy God who's your provider, right? Who you can count on, you know what? I'm not going to have to strive. I'm not going to have to toil. I'm not going to have to figure it all out. I'm not going to have to make the nickels balance. I'm not going to have to do all that because somewhere or another, my daddy's got it. And it's coming, and it's coming all the time. And there's never a time when it's not coming because he's got all the resources. He owns every cattle on every hill, okay? And he's able to turn those cattle into whatever you need. You may not need a cow, okay? But you probably need something to pay the rent, to pay the mortgage. You probably need something to pay the groceries, all that kind of stuff, just what we need, okay? Um, and so in that place, it's it's hard to, it may be hard for a lot of us to connect with daddy as our source financially. But, you know, daddies are also the source of identity. And this is huge because we have a an epidemic of fatherlessness and of fathers who are trying to father 
when they weren't properly fathered. And so you just kind of have this void of what that looks like. I was talking about this with Shalise earlier in the week. It was interesting that the Lord brought it back. But it's really an epidemic, and I know we've had a lot. You know, how many servants have you guys heard on the orphan heart and all that kind of I mean, like we've heard them, right? Right? Um, and that's good. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. We need to keep on, on preaching it and teaching it. We need to diagnose what our problem is, really. Um, but a lot of times um, in that place of where we haven't been fathered well, and we haven't had that identity and affirmation spoken over us. You know, we have a huge hole. Because we are intrinsically wired um, with the need for significance. And significant significance. And, you know, even as Robert was up here with all these questions, am I ugly and all that kind of stuff and whatever, you know, it's a need for significance, Right? And he's wired for that. And so your affirmation over him was, was awesome. Thank you for that and partnering with him in that. Um, uh, but we need to know that we have a purpose that's amazing. That's amazing, right? And that really no one else can do. Like we're uniquely crafted. That's why when there is a, someone with an orphan heart, one of the big things, well, there's multiple big things that are going on, but one of the big things that goes on is this constant performance motive. And that's for multiple reasons. And, and uh, one of those reasons is because we perform for significance. We perform for that affirmation in that sense that, my God, I, I'm, I'm amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm amazing. And that's not a, that's not a, um, prideful thing. That's an accurate thing. And it's not really because of you. It's because of who God made you to be. If he made you to be something not amazing, then it would be prideful for you to say that you're amazing. But the truth is he made you for amazing. And there's a unique flavor of amazing. There's a unique flavor of what that looks like on you. And as you connect with that purpose and who you are and all of that, you fulfill your, your potential and you're manifesting your sonship. But when you're constantly struggling to get that significance, it's never enough. It's never enough. I can, I can like, I can like, I can say it's never enough. I've done a lot of impressive things. I mean, just have. And, um, and I will say this. It was never enough, right? Because there's always something more. How many of you know when the, when, 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 when you, when you do something good and you're trying to please the unpleasable, it's never enough. So if you read six chapters, in the Bible a day, well, you didn't pray enough, you know, whatever it is. And so you're on this roller coaster of trying to earn something that you already are. And if you're trying to earn something that you already are, you will never get what, you'll never get in touch with what you already are. Okay, right? And so that's one of the, the, um, the, the, uh, three major things of that orphan heart. Another thing with that, which, which, uh, comes in connection with that need for significance. Um, is this wandering around. Like if you don't know who you are, you don't know who God is, and you don't know who, go- who you are, then you will, you, will, you will never find your purpose. Because your purpose is all connected up with who God is and who you are. And so that's your, that's your, that's your camp out on go, do not pass, go, do not collect 200. You camp out there till you get that, right? There's no sense in buying property. There's no sense in trying to swipe up Park Place if you don't have the basic of who I am, who God is. And you won't know who you are until you know who God is. So in that place where your daddy, your heart connection with Papa as a daddy, 
is broken down or through filters of a lens that is distorted, you're not going to be able to connect with that. And you're not going to be able to accurately see yourself. Okay. And, you know, we all need help with that because there's brokenness in the world. Even in the best daddies, there's brokenness. Okay. Um, so the, the orphan heart, whether it is, you know, you didn't have a daddy or he was absent or he was abusive or what, or neglectful or whatever that was. Um, that orphan thing, that orphan will often wander why they don't know who their who real papa is. They don't know who they really are. So how can you settle down into your purpose? Because you're constantly, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it bigger than a bread box? You know, you, you constantly, is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? Right? You're constantly wandering and seeking because that whole thing of affirmation, that whole thing of significance is not in place. Right? And it sets, it sets us up for just a lot of, well, agony, really. And, you know, there's people who are born, live their lives, working hard their whole lives, and they go to the grave, and they never get connected with who God, who, will the real, who the real God is, will the real God stand up, who I really am, and what was I placed on this earth for. And that's something that Shalise carries that's just masterful, in terms of being able to recognize that and help you connect and all that thing about those three things. You get those three things, you're going to have a good life. It's not like it's not going to be, there's not going to be challenges, all that kind of stuff, okay? But you're going to have a good life. And you're not going to go to the grave with that music still in you, okay? You're going to release that. You're going to manifest that sonship. So we're going to talk about who's your daddy, who's your source. And let me say this. When you don't know who your daddy really is, um, you're going to be looking for alternative sources of life and fullness. Because there's going to be a huge vacuum. How many of you know that the universe will adjust itself to fill a vacuum? And the enemy is really happy to come alongside and fill, try to fill your vacuum with all sorts of things that are not good for you, right? I mean, what do you think an addiction is? What do you think bondage is? I mean, we go around and we're looking for sources. And if we're, you know, if we're these little black holes, because we're not getting this. And we're really not getting it where it counts. Because a lot of you and a lot of me can preach on this till the cows come home. Okay. But we haven't really gotten it. Or we're in a, in probably more accurately, we're in a, a process of getting it, right? We're getting, we're getting the eyes of our understanding being enlightened so we know what is the hope of his calling. Well, the hope of his calling is we got to know him, we got to know ourselves, and we got to know what we're put on the planet for. And then we got to get the strategy about how, who, who do I need to connect with in order to walk that out, and what's the strategy and what's the next step for today and for tomorrow and for the next week. And we got to connect with all those things. And God is masterful at bringing that about. You could, you can count on him. I, I remember I used to be terrified that I would not fulfill my calling because I knew it was a big one. And I thought, well, I know me, and frankly, I'm not that impressed. I mean, you know, not to be, you know, you guys have all seen yourselves when you are got the internal bad hair days, okay? <laughs> all right? All right? And so, um, you know, so looking at yourself, it can get really depressing. I'm just saying. You just look at yourself apart from God. It's like, yep, mm-hmm, can do nothing. Mm-hmm, I'm tracking, <laughs> okay? All right? But connecting with God as your source and allowing him to unveil you and reveal what your purpose is, and then empower you to fill that, fulfill that purpose, God is masterful at that. He's masterful at that. 
And really, you know, our heart is in this whole thing with the seven pillars of wholeness in all these different areas of our lives that are needed to come together to be a whole, not just whole individually, but whole relationally, whole as a corporate body, whole in what we've been called to do individually and corporately and coming together so we can manifest Jesus on the earth. Okay, that, okay, that's got to come together in order for us to, to fulfill that. And we've got to be connecting with Daddy as our source. And a lot of times they're really not tracking with how many things really are our source or kind of like counterfeit sources. And they can be benign. You know, I, I probably don't have a whole lot of people in here and I, and there could be some, you know, whose source is shooting, you know, shooting up crack. I and mean, it's probably not, you know, is, you know, that's pro, but for a lot of people, that is their source. Now let me tell you, it's a counterfeit source. It's a destructive source, but it fulfills for a moment. Okay. And, um, you know, it deadens pain for a moment. But God wants to be your pain reliever. He wants to be your source of ecstasy. Can I just be like quite frank with you with that? And so he wants to be all that without the downside. Okay. And so not to, you know, not to discourage anybody, but just to encourage you to be open to where you're hooked up to a counterfeit source, which is why you're struggling. You know, if you're this walking black hole and you're associating with other black holes and everybody's trying to suck from everybody else and from all these counterfeit sources, it's like, you know, eating Chinese food. You're, you're hungry in an hour. Okay, right? And so you're going out for your Big Mac or whatever you're doing. Or maybe you're doing something a little healthier. I don't know what that is. But but so we're getting out of that mode. We're getting out of that mode and tapping in to a limitless source. To a limitless source. You know, daddies take care of their kids. Daddies take care of their kids. They take care of everything about their kids. Like as a daddy, um, your kid just wants something. You know, when you are smitten with your kid and they want that special something that they really don't need, but they want it. I mean, seriously, I, I, I mean, you know, my husband is funny. He's, Brian's so awesome. And he's very, you know, he's, he's, he's frugal in a way, not in a bad way. He's just frugal. But man, his kids want something. It happens. It's amazing. It is amazing how that happens. I'm just like, wow, you did that. That's, that's impressive. Right? You know, Rachel wants gymnastic lessons. There, this, she's on team. It's like, oh, the money drain. You know, watch it. There, bye bye. <laughs> and so, right? But it's a desire of her heart. Why we make it work? Why? Because her daddy, I mean, he's wired to meet the desires of his of his little girl's heart. Well, as 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 sons and daughters, as well beloved sons and daughters, God is wired to meet the desires of your heart. You know, and sometimes it takes a while. Why? Because sometimes the desires of our heart, we need to be healed up a little bit before we get them. Because sometimes those desires of our heart can be idols that God wants you to hand over so he can hand it right back when you can handle it. Right? And, and people can be idols. Good things can be idols. Spouses can be idols. Children can be idols. All those things can be sources that, you know, when you have a counterfeit source, you're constantly insecure. Because you know in your knower that that source could leave, that source could dry up, that source could, you know, whatever could happen to that source. If your source is, is, is your looks, well, you know, stuff happens to that <laughs> over time. And there's only so much makeup that will help, you know, right? I mean, you know, 
uh, whatever that is, you know, if money is your source, well, you know what, you can have a lot of money. It's 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 like, um, oh God, what was that? Um, it's like Rockefeller when J.D. Rockefeller was interviewed and said, "How much money is enough?" You know what his answer was? Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Right? And so, and that's what these kind of, you just need a little more. You just need a little, it's never enough. And you're constantly fearful that it's going to go away. They're going to abandon you. It's going to be taken away. You're going to lose something. So you struggle and you strive and you toil. Maybe it's ministry. Maybe that's a counterfeit source. Well, you know, um, sometimes um, God has been known to sit you down because ministry wasn't idle. Ask me how I know. Right? Okay. Until that ceases to be an idol and it can be released to you safely because it's not an idol and it's not where you're getting your identity. So on your good, good days and your bad days, you're just good because your identity is rooted in something unsinkable. And that's who Papa says you are. That's who Papa says you are. You know, um, and so these places where we're, we're, we're coming up and we're, we're, we're struggling. Um, and it's never quite enough. We have to really evaluate and really be honest with ourselves, right? With what's really our source. And I will say this, God is really good at helping you identify that. Why? Because he's so jealous for you. He is, I mean, I, I can't even, sh- I mean, I pray in tongues to speak out just how jealous he is for you. He wants nothing in between you. He wants to be the one to give you that spouse. He wants to be the one to give you, um, to meet all those financial needs. He wants you to be so calm. You know, well-beloved children really just don't worry about how the rent's going to get paid and how they're going to get their doll. and They just don't worry. Why? Because it's going to happen because they're so loved. Of course it's going to happen. Like, are you serious? It doesn't even occur to them to be wondering that they're not going to be provided for. They're not going to be, you know, they want a pony. Well, thank God Rachel got out of the pony phase. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm just saying, (laughs) been there, done that. Okay, but I'm just saying, you know, they want something, and right? And God, God is all about that, but he's got to be first. He's got to be first. He will have it no other way. And, but boy, it's a good thing that he is first. So sometimes there's this excruciating work. And I will say it's excruciating. You do know what excruciating is the same word, the root of excruciating comes from the crucifix. Literally, it's dying on the cross. Crux. Okay? And so it's excruciating to have your idol taken away. Or to be asked to lay down your idol. I mean, ow. Okay. But sometimes that is what we're needing. Because it's holding us back. Because we are looking to something other than God. And we're acting, honestly, when you have an idol, you've degraded yourself with the idol. Because suddenly you're less, you're worshiping something less than Jesus. And any place where we're, we're, we're worship, we're looking to something less than Jesus to meet a, to, to be a source. Okay. That's an area where we're going to be, um, it's not in a, in a bad way. And we're less than who we are. 
You know, when you're, when your source is God, just in all, and, and he will go, and it's not like a, it's, it's a process. Let me say, cause he'll remove this, and then you'll think, oh, I'm good. Jesus is my source. And I'll point to that. Well, what about that? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's okay. He's not going to remove it all at once. Why? We'd probably die. <laughs> I don't know. We'd die from shock. You know, whatever. So he's walking us through a process, right? We're going from glory to glory. We're going from strength to strength. Guess where that glory comes from? Guess where that strength comes from? Guess where that faith comes from that we're going from faith to faith? It's his. And you just receive it from him. You know, we're going from grace to grace. We're it all. He is everything. I have this awesome. I have like about 25 million scriptures in here. I'm just getting to one because <laughs> they're so good. Colossians 1, 16 to 18. This is in the Amplified Bible, and it says, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him, that is by his activity and for him, through him and for him. And he himself existed and is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Your atoms that construct your body is held together by Jesus. Just saying. He is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe. He is also the head, the life source and leader of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will occupy the first place. He will stand supreme and be preeminent in everything. This is a big numero uno passage. Okay, yes. He's it. Do you know why you can count on God? I love it. The word of God says he upholds all things by the word of his power. He frames the world by the word. Okay, so if God were to go against his word, like, oh, let me just pick one. Uh, he shall provide all for all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Let's just pick one. If he were to go against that, like if he were to fail that, if he were to, to um, counteract that word, do you know the universe would implode? Because it's all being held by his word. So one goes, the whole thing implodes. See, that's what's at stake. Him failing you to meet you with his word, by his word, that's what's at stake. So how much can you count on God? Now, what that looks like exactly, you know, okay, so let's take me as an example. Okay, so here I am, I'm wanting my, my little sermon to be all nicely outlined and polished and buffed and, you know, shiny. Um, and God was saying, uh-uh, I can do it. Why? Because, because that, was, that was an insecurity. I wanted that all together. Because that wasn't totally pure. Okay, so he's saying, well, Catherine, you're going to be totally pure, so you're just going to go and have to rely on me. Dang it, right? So just because you're preaching this message, you're going to have to rely on me to preach the message. Okay, so I get to be the poster child for this today, um, and that's totally good, because God is faithful. God is faithful. It's him that's on the line. It's not just, you know, gee, because the thing is, we are so careless with our words and so careless with our commitments well, I'll, tr- you know, I'll, I'll see if I can make it. I'll make it there sometime between seven and nine. Um, you know, I'll see if I can do it. You know, we don't like to commit, right? And we say we do stuff and we back out all the time because it gets inconvenient and it costs us. And I will say that's one thing the Lord has really, really gotten into my spirit, man. It, that's why I'm careful what I commit to because when I commit, I really commit. 
to my hurt if I have to fulfill it. You know what I mean? If, if I, I've overcommitted, it will be to my hurt for me to back down. Why? Because there's integrity on the line. There's integrity of who I am, and I know who I'm representing. I know, I mean, I am not confused that it's not just me on the line. It's the one who I'm the ambassador for. And I am not going to leave the impression that somehow God negates on its word when it, when it gets hard. So if I say I'm going to show up, it's a big deal. I mean, I, it's a very big deal if I, if I have to count. So I will do that to my hurt. So I'm careful what I commit to. And I'm trying to train up my children in that as well. Because we're very, very careless with our words and with our integrity. And a lot of it, honestly, it's such a cultural thing that we don't think any, anything of it. But I will say it's not a kingdom thing. It's not a kingdom thing. And so we, this is the one we're representing. See, this is the one we're representing in excellence. Anyway, so... Well, Father, how do you want to land this plane? This is your deal. You get to be the source. I'm pulling on you as a source with how to land this thing. Um, I feel like the Lord just wants to guide you through just a little bit of guided imagery, which sounds a little new agey, okay, except the fact that it was God's idea to begin with, <laughs> right? Um, so that so the imagery is the imagination, and, and the Lord gives us our imaginations, the eyes of our understanding, so he can paint, so you can dream with him. So he can paint his plans, the Jeremiah 33, right? He can paint that on there. So, Father, I just thank you for enlightening the eyes of our understanding, enlightening our imaginations by your spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you, that you're a good daddy, that you're our daddy, that you're our source. Whew. That you enlighten the eyes of our understanding so that we know it is the hope of your calling. Thank you, Papa. And you've got a ridiculous calling for each and every one of us. We're so significant. We're so important. And Father, that you enlighten the eyes of our understanding so that we know what is the glories of the riches that you already placed inside us. Because you're inside us. You're our source. And heaven's inside us. And all of heaven's inside us. It's mind-boggling. But we'll just let our minds boggle for a while while we enjoy that. <laughs> and what is the glories of the riches that you place inside us? And what is the mighty power to us who believe? That you've got mighty power. That we're not, we're not called to do these things without an energy source. That we are hooked up. That same power that raised Jesus from the bed, dead, and from the bed, <laughs> far above all principality power, might dominion every name that is named. So, Father, in that place of you wanting to be our source, we just hand you our imaginations as blank slates for you to paint on. So there's a source that you want to be for us. There's something you want to be for us. And I thank you that it's different for each and every one of us. So paint on that. Whoa, we just got mine. And something that you want to be for us. And I just thank you for that grace for people to be able to see and hear and connect with that. We're just going to pause for just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> thank you, Papa. Just thank you for that, Papa. Thank you for how much you love your kids. That we can receive you as daddy. And the good things you have for us. The ridiculously good things you have for us. 
And I just breathe on that. I just feel the Holy Spirit breathing on it. So I'm just going to breathe with him on whatever he's drawing out for you. He's downloading to you. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. 